this is Reaching the Finish Line. And I'm your host, Callan Dix. Check out the website, www.reachingthefinishline.com. And pick up my free report. Save up to 75% what they don't want you to know. ReachingTheFinishLine.com And welcome. Today, I am delighted to have Ian Freeman. Ian is the founder and the co-host of Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio show uh, that could be heard uh, throughout the country uh, as well as around the world. I'm happy to have Ian on because when it comes to people getting into radio, I have always uh, suggested that people check him out because I think he's a great model when it comes to building uh, a radio show and getting syndicated for, you know, from a grassroots effort. So Ian, welcome. Hey, Callan. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you. So, so Ian, um, you know, I'm not sure if you initially said, hey, you know, when I grew up, I want to be a nationally syndicated uh, radio show host. Um, you know, you know, maybe in a brief summary, you know, how did you get started, and then what piqued your interest to getting into radio? That's a good question. I guess when I was younger, my dad and uh, grandfather were kind of, at least in uh, familiar with radio, into radio. My dad used to repair people's stereos and things like that, and uh, so I kind of got into it from that aspect, and then. When I was a teenager, I learned about pirate radio and really fell in love with that idea of just having my own radio station. Turned out that, you know, doing it legally was next to impossible. So that's when I learned uh, about pirate radio. And uh, and I ended up deciding that, well, you know, I can't do this at my parents' house. So that's not really an option. Uh, so I figured I would get into the real radio business to sort of learn how it works and then sort of figure it out from there. Um, and that's what I did. I became an intern at uh, what then became or later became Clear Channel in Sarasota, Florida, and quickly ended up on the air as an intern and then, uh, you know, did some a lot of on air work at the uh, the station there, sort of filling in for different uh, different ships. And eventually they flipped the format on the talk or the uh, the rock station that I worked at into a talk station. And a year later, I proposed that they have a local show. Um, and that was Free Talk Live. And so that's how we got that started. So when when it was a rock station, I guess was you like a fill in DJ? Yeah, yeah, I pretty much would. Uh, I was a board operator and fill in uh, DJ weekend DJ. So yes, I was kind of you know where they needed me, I would go. Wow. And how old was you during that time? I started in radio at seventeen, and yeah, seventeen, and uh, probably got on the air when I was eighteen. Wow, wow, that's great, that's great. So going into, um, you know, you must have been stoked when they, first, when they, when they gave you your, your uh, local show of having Free Talk, Free Talk Live starting in Sarasota, Florida. Talk, uh, talking about that experience, you know, I, I know perhaps maybe there was excitement as well as there was probably a bit of overwhelm in there. Talk about that. Well, I'd been on the air for six years at that point, so it wasn't, uh, you know, something that was unfamiliar for me talking, you know, the, the, the difference would have been that instead of talking for a couple minutes at a time, like you might in music radio, usually music radio breaks are like, you know, 20 seconds or 30 seconds. Yeah. 
But if you're on a morning show in music radio, then you can go for two, three, five minutes. So I'd, I'd had that experience. Um, and it was just more of a, uh, a cool opportunity to finally really get my opinions out there because as a music radio host, you don't really have the ability to express your opinions. You're just there to, you know, be a disc jockey and introduce songs. So, or, you know, talk about whatever the station promos are for the moment, upcoming concerts, that kind of thing. So it was nice to finally be able to express myself. I, I had been a libertarian for several years at that point. And so I wanted to create a show that, um, that was more of an open phone show than what I was used to hearing on the radio, where it seemed like the hosts would only take callers that they agreed with and, and or, you know, very restrictive uh, topics. So I wanted to do something different. Yeah, so um, perhaps you can uh, – well, because I know, I know Free Talk Live is essentially the same show as it was when you started, but I guess you had a different intent in mind uh, initially. I mean, you know, obviously, when you know, I've been listening to you for a while and noticed that your uh, political views have changed, or maybe some people will say have evolved, but I think change is more uh, appropriate uh, term to use. Um, so um, – you know, you know, free, you know, free talk live is an opportunity for anyone to call in. It's not biased, which is great. You know, no, you know, I, you know, I, I'm sure people like their Rush Limbaugh, uh, people like their, uh, you know, Rachel Maddow, and all those type of uh, talking heads. But uh, I guess, I guess, I guess, what I'm trying to say is, when you started, uh, what was your intent as far as the ideas that you wanted to talk about on your show? Um, I mean, I was a libertarian, and uh, I just wanted to hear those ideas more on the radio. You know, they're very, very hard to find, generally, and they still are. Yeah. Um, you know, back then, most, most talk show hosts were conservatives. There was one token liberal host that they had on uh, WFLA in Tampa, which was the big talk station down there, and, and still is. Um, so, you know, the only time you'd hear a libertarian, basically, was if they happened to call in and get through the, the call screening. So I wanted to get those ideas out there. I was already an activist with the Libertarian Party, doing lots of outreach uh, in real life, and so this was another way, you know, sort of another outreach project. I'm glad you brought it up, Ian, uh, because uh, the elections are uh, in a few months, <laughs> and uh, most people don't even know what a libertarian is. You know, they're like libertarian, what is that? You know, are, are there actually more than two parties? Maybe you could explain to people, Ian, what a libertarian is. Sure. A libertarian is someone who uh, believes you should be free to live your life how you want, so long as you don't actually harm another human being. Uh, they follow what they call the non-aggression principle, which means they don't support or advocate for the use of aggressive force in order to achieve political or social goals. So it's a pretty basic, pretty simple philosophy, and I think a lot of people agree with it when they hear about it. But yeah, I agree with you that many people have no idea what a libertarian is, even people who think they know probably don't yeah uh unfortunately uh as we come in a, a few months for elections probably uh say the overwhelming majority of people are either going to vote left or they're going to vote right uh because mm -hmm. many people are ignorant of the other parties that exist or you can not vote at all that's personally something uh i would do because uh, uh, i don't really uh, i don't really um I, I don't really support corrupt governments. Uh, I, I have my own way of reaching the finish line, and I don't need uh, government to do that. Uh, so um, uh, I, it, it, it's, it, it, it's good 
that you created a forum of alternative uh, ideas, you know, alternative politics, ideas of liberty. Sure. Because as you stated before, you know, many people typically don't hear about it. You know, uh, and sometimes you may have, a, like even now, Hillary, she may try to pander or Trump may pander. But at the end of the day, once they get into office, they're not going to do none of that stuff. <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> and um, and you know, I, you know, I love everyone that listens in, and I know some of the people lean left and lean right because typically I talk about you know education, entrepreneurship, but um, you know, I, I really, res- I really respect uh, Ian because he he really has made headway and really educating people uh, with the ideas of liberty. So so you know. So, so you had Free Talk Live, Sarasota, Florida. Uh, you, you know, basically, it was a call-in show. Um, at what point, you know, or you know, you know, you know, was the show help? Was the station helping you in monetizing your radio show? Or at what point did you say, you know, what? Hey, I gotta make. <laughs> so uh, the station didn't do a thing to help us monetize Free Talk Live. The the station was kind of. It was one of the smaller stations in the cluster. It was three stations, probably the, I guess, the second smallest, but the other one wasn't much much smaller. And they had kind of ignored it for a long time. It sort of basically ran on autopilot. It had a program director, but he mostly spent his time with the oldie station, which was a much bigger station. Uh, one, of the, w- one of the ways we actually got the show was I told them we were willing to do it for free. Mm. So uh, we didn't have any kind of uh, paycheck until eventually they came to us and said, we want to give you a little something for this. And they ended up giving us the equivalent of about $2 an hour uh, wow. when, you, when you did all the, the division of what you were getting paid. Uh, so we got a very, very small stipend that you know, kind of basically covered gas that it took to get to the studio. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, we've never, it, when we were in that first radio station, we never sold a single ad. Mm. Uh, we weren't, weren't even trying. Mm. Uh, we were just having fun uh, doing radio. They moved us to, or they didn't move us, they, they promised to move us to another frequency. They were going to reboot their AM station and sort of relaunch it, and they promised to give us the afternoon drive show. Ended up breaking that promise and uh, giving it that spot to Sean Hannity instead. Do you want to start reaching the finish line? Then start with a free audiobook. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. You may not have a lot of free time, but you can definitely listen to a book on a plane, on the bus, or even while you're driving. Go to reachingthefinishline.com and scroll to the bottom of the page to click on the Audible banner to get your free audiobook. Start reaching the finish line with your free audiobook. And then they booted me out the door with a, a fairly nice severance package after I'd worked there for six years. So then I took Free Talk Live to a different radio station in town uh, after a little bit, and we started actually buying airtime uh, and did not end up selling much at all uh, at that time frame. The station was very, very small. And so again, it was just so let's more stop right, so fun. Let's, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Let's stop right there. So six years of having Free Talk Live, it was to be monetized? Uh, no, I wouldn't say it took six years. It was, no, I'm sorry if I wasn't clear. I'd worked for the station for six years oh, okay. when I got fired. Uh, and we'd had free talk live on for about six months at that point. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. but it did take, I would say four years before we really started to, uh, bring anything into the show. And that was because Mark edge, who's my co-host on free talk live, I'd brought him on when we finally got syndicated 
Uh, well, actually, he was on the first night that we were ever on the air. He was, he's was he been on Free Talk Live from the very beginning, but then he ended up having to leave due to some issues with the radio station that we were at. So later, when we got syndicated, uh, I brought him back on board as uh, the head of sales for Free Talk Live, and eventually he turned that into something. So Interesting. it was... It was Mark's efforts that uh, that you know started to actually sell advertising for the show. I see. So, you know, basically six months it was being monetized. So you said, hey, you know, we we gotta find some other way. So y'all start buying airtime. Let's talk about the whole buying airtime thing. Uh, you know, is is, is that a, is that an effective way uh, to uh, to expand your audience? And is there a good ROI on buying airtime to uh, to with the hopes of uh, getting some sales from your show? Um, that's a good question. I don't have much experience with it because the airtime that we bought was on a station that was pretty small and very, very you know weak power that was hard to pick up in a lot of places. Um, so my mo- main goal was to just continue doing the show. That was all I cared about. And uh, as far as monetizing that, it would just depend on how much you were paying for the airtime, which in my case was only 500 bucks a month. Uh, some stations will charge you 500 an hour. So it really just depends on the market you're in, what the station's charging, how how much listenership they have, you know, and then the question is, can you sell enough advertising to pay for the airtime and make some money for yourself? And I don't know. It just all it all depends on a variety of factors, you know, how how much you're willing to how much time you're willing to put into trying to sell uh your show would be a big factor. But if you're on an, a station that's just god awful, then you're probably not going to be very successful at it. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gotten offers to um, people, or I guess you know they they try to offer me to um, uh, put the show on their station uh, mm. for I think it was like I think it was like three hundred and fifty dollars a month, something like that, and and they would have audiences like anywhere between uh, half a mil to one point five million, and you know personally, you know, you know, yes, it may reach it may reach uh, uh, half a mil to one point five million, but the question is, who, how many people are actually listening? You know, right. So <laughs> that's what it really comes down to. And uh, with the whole uh, radio scope changing nowadays, you know, people are listening to things more like podcasts. Uh, I think in a way it kind of hurts it in a bit. Now, it doesn't hurt someone like you, obviously, because, you know, I mean, if someone steps foot in uh, any state, they can pretty much hear your show, pretty, almost any state, but it, it can pretty much hear your show. So for you, uh, I, I would imagine that you don't really have that challenge. But for someone who's trying to get into radio and yeah. uh, trying to kind of climb the ladder and get into uh, AM, FM, the fact, the fact now that people are listening to more, again, podcasts or more uh, internet uh, type of uh, radio stations, uh, it could be a bit more challenging, I would imagine, especially even if, uh, let's say, a program director say, yeah, hey, we got a million people, but essentially maybe only about, uh, let's say, uh, 150,000 people actually listen still to AM FM radio. And then for me, from that 150,000 people, maybe actually only 40,000 people may actually listen to that station. So, um, it, yeah. And then how many of them are listening at the time of day when your show is on as ex- well? Exactly. Not all of them will be. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, as far as radio listenership goes, it's still fairly high. Uh, so you, you can actually look and there's studies that are done by the industry where it shows that 90% of, uh, you know, or, or a little bit more than 90% of all American adults will listen to radio at some point during the week, I think. You know, that's, I'm sort of pulling that out of my butt, but I'm, I'm 
pretty sure that's what I remember seeing uh, somewhat recently. So there is a fair amount of people still listening to the radio, but it, again, it just all depends on the station that you're on. I wouldn't recommend it generally. Um, stations want to get paid. They would love to have a paying client. But if you've got the talent, you know, one of the reasons why they'll take money is because they would otherwise not put the show on because right. it, you know, the host is, is not good or whatever, not entertaining. But if you're good and let's say you've, I don't know, you've practiced with a podcast for a few years, so you're not just, you know, fresh behind a microphone. If you've got the confidence to be able to do the show, then you could always approach a station and say, hey, you know, I've got this show. Uh, I'd like to bring it on uh, your station, but I don't want to pay for the airtime. What I'd like to do is, you know, have you not pay me, but also you can run your commercials on my show. And then I could give you a cut of any advertising that I bring in, meaning that or, or I would keep a cut of any advertising. So essentially you'd be talent uh, for the station, but also a salesperson uh, for the station for your show. And that way you could, in theory, you know, there there would be some stations who would be who would say yes to this. Not all of them would. Uh, but that way you'd be able to get your show on the air without any upfront outlay of uh, renting their airtime. And then if you could sell the show, which they would love you for you to believe you could, um, if you can sell the show, then the station would benefit from that. So it'd be a win-win for, uh, for everybody if you did it that way. That's sort of getting your show based on merit rather than cash. Absolutely. I absolutely agree. So, so Ian, um, uh, now, was Mark, uh, the co-host uh, of Free Talk Live, was he with you in the beginning or when did he come in? He was there the first night that we were ever on the air. He was our phone okay. screener. Okay. Okay. So basically, I guess it's, I guess it's sort of like a well, like a like a partnership y'all have. Um, it's not exactly a partnership. I don't like partnerships because they, they lead to lots of disagreements in my in my experience, my limited experience with them. Mm -hmm. So I try I try to stay away from partnerships. Uh, Mark is the head of sales for Free Talk Live, and he does a, a fine job of it. Um, one of the things that I did initially was I told him because I had to I had to lure him away from a, a fairly lucrative magazine sales job. Uh. He he worked for one of those high end uh, magazines where they market to rich people basically. I see. <laughs> uh, and so he had you might imagine the advertising packages were probably pretty expensive in a magazine like that. So he was doing very well yeah. uh, for himself. But you know he loved being on the radio. He loved doing free talk live. So. Uh, I offered him when we finally got syndicated, uh, was when, which was 2004. So two years, we did two years local radio, and then we got syndicated on the Genesis Communications Network in 04. So I offered to pay Mark 90% of every check that uh, that he brought into the show for a period of time, or for an, until he was ready to sort of move to a different commission structure. Once he started getting a, a certain amount, a certain base uh, in that he could take care of himself uh, with. So, so it was. My, you know, being willing to forego any kind of significant amount of uh, compensation was what was willing to uh, made him willing to come on board as the salesperson. That's an important principle uh, you bring up there, Ian, uh, which is delayed gratification. 
and unfortunately most people uh may are familiar with it or they don't want to do it because they mm -hmm. say you know i want to get paid now i want to make money now and, and and but they don't have the vision they don't see the long-term rewards and uh, and uh you know a person like yourself ian uh you know very successful radio show host nationally uh, syndicated again almost pretty much any almost any state you could pretty much hear his radio show uh you basically that's what you use you use delayed gratification how long ian did you uh you know let's say withhold a salary maybe because you felt you know it wasn't it wasn't appropriate to take it or maybe you just wasn't making any money yet you know how long was that before uh, i guess you was actually be able to uh, draw a full-time salary for free talk life um, I don't remember when it was that Mark flipped from 90% to 60%. Um, it was a cert. I don't. I don't remember how long it was. It was quite a, quite a while. Probably a couple of years. Uh, okay. um, maybe it was a year. I don't really recall that those details. But uh, salary. I don't even know what that means. Uh, I you know I take a percentage in based on uh, what he brings in basically. Right. And of course now it's all being operated by the Shire Free Church. So everything gets rolled back into uh, to that anyway. So I see. Yeah. On the full episode, you can get it among other benefits when you become a premium radio subscriber. Go to patreon.com forward slash Callen. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash K-A-L-L-E-N. When you go to patreon.com forward slash Callen, choose one of the premium subscription levels for it's just another tool to help you reach your finish line. So, um, so uh, basically, uh, after within two years, uh, you know, you know, you went from local radio to start getting syndicated through GCN, as you stated, and that's when you started getting on. Um, multiple uh, multiple shows i uh, must have been a must have been a very uh, exciting experience for you i would imagine uh, you, I, I would imagine you probably went from million to million or more millions of people um, talk about <laughs> talk about that i don't know about that no talk about the experience um i don't know i think uh, mark's current estimate is that we might have a quarter of a million listeners over an entire week mm -hmm. i mean we don't you know we've got 170 radio stations but they're not all in big markets very few of them are in you know big big markets mm -hmm. So yeah, it's hard to really gauge how many people are listening to the radio, but we can we can sort of take a shot in the dark. And I suspect it's not millions. But nonetheless, it, it's still exciting to bring the ideas of liberty to the, the airwaves and and do it seven nights a week, which is also something we didn't initially do. We started with uh, Sunday nights and then we ended up getting moved to weeknights and uh, ultimately six nights a week. And then several years ago, went to seven nights a week. So. Uh, it's just a it's a labor of love more than it is anything else. It's not a particularly lucrative craft. It is radio. I think a lot of people uh, believe that it's some sort of glamorous thing. And for the most part, most people in radio aren't making very much money at all. Um, you know, you have to be the, the level of a Glenn Beck or a Rush Limbaugh to really start to uh, to bring in revenue. So, you know, we do enough to take care of ourselves and in Mark's case, take care of his family. And, uh, you know, we're not looking for palaces or, you know, airplanes or <laughs> anything like that. And you're not going to get it out of the liberty movement. There's yeah. there's not a whole lot of money here. Uh, it's it's a labor of, of love and liberty, really, more than anything else. It's a mission. No, definitely. But I would definitely say that you're probably the biggest radio show 
uh, regarding alternative politics. Like, definitely. Like, I don't think there is any other uh, show um, uh, that, that probably supersedes yours. Um, oh, thank uh, you. I think that, that may be a true statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, considering this, you know, if you know, if the show is able to provide a for yourself as well as Mark, and, you know, I mean, just imagine, I mean, just, just if, if one person ran everything, then that, that was still, that, that, would be, that would actually probably be a very uh, comfortable and sustainable and lifestyle, you know, career. So, uh, so yeah, no, that's, that's, that's very, uh, that's very uh, inspiring to hear. But, but look at it, Ian, I mean, you know, reaching a quarter million people a week that's still a lot that's a million people a month uh that you're reaching so uh moving on um now at what point because I'm, I'm quite sure perhaps once you got comfortable with free talk live and you know being nationally syndicated and uh in and um you know throughout throughout the country at what point did you say you know you know perhaps you know i want to i want to you know take another take a uh, take a step in a different direction and consider creating my own Liberty Network, as you have with LRN. So we started, uh, or I started LRN.FM when it was, I think, 2009. So we'd been doing Free Talk Live for several years at that point, and I had become aware of a thing called free-to-air um, broadcast or satellite radio, and uh, satellite TV radio. And so uh, I forget how I became aware of it, but just because I'm a radio geek or whatever, that's probably how. Um, and it's a, a direct-to-home delivery method for television and radio channels that unlike, say, XM or Sirius or DirecTV, you don't pay a monthly fee for. So people who uh, you know still want to get entertainment but don't want to have to pay monthly would be interested in something like free-to-air. And it is a, a delivery method for radio and television channels, channels that some people may have heard of, like RT, which is Russia, to, Russia Today, um, and then a bunch of channels that many people have never heard of. There's a lot of international channels up there, foreign language channels, religious uh, channels, Arabic, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, like Press TV, Al Jazeera. Press TV's there, yep. Al yeah. Jazeera was there, but they are now uh, encrypted. They're no longer free to air. Uh, oh. That was that was due to an agreement they they made with uh, certain cable companies. So that's unfortunate. But for the most part, there's some there's some interesting stuff and some eclectic and and weird stuff up there. Yeah. Uh, but but it was uh, something that I'd seen some of the churches do uh, and RT RT and uh, was probably a, a pretty big influence in this in that they have global satellite coverage. They I mean wherever you are on the uh, on the earth. There's probably an RT channel coming into you know coming to your home in a free-to-air signal, and I just thought that was really cool. I just liked the idea of expanding the reach of what we were doing to other countries. I remember reading about Cuba uh, on the air on Free Talk Live, where it talked about how satellites, uh, satellite receivers, satellite dishes are illegal uh, in Cuba because the Cuban government doesn't want its people to learn other perspectives from the world. They, they want to control everything, uh, there. And so it's illegal to have these dishes, but the, the news we were reading or the article that we were sharing was all about the underground, uh, satellite television marketplace there that, you know, there are these illegal satellite TV dealers who will come and hook up a satellite dish to your roof and then, you know, secretly, secretively, uh, run the cabling and, <laughs> and get people, information that yeah. they are desiring um despite the punishments despite the risks and i thought wow you know there there are these people in the world who are risking prison 
just so they can get some entertainment and some information. And I thought, gosh, that's the place I want my show to be. Uh, as we come to a close, uh, Ian, uh, perhaps you can uh, you know, tell people how they can find you, follow you, listen to the radio show, and also uh, perhaps you can uh, plug the, the LRN.FM uh, fundraiser. Sure. So I host Free Talk Live. I'm there six nights a week. The show's live seven nights a week. So we're actually recording this on a Thursday. So this is my day off. Uh, <laughs> but of course, as a business owner, you never get a day off because uh, there's always other things to do. But freetalklive.com, you can go there and you can listen live. You can listen later via podcast. Uh, we've got live streams. And of course, I mentioned LRN.FM, which is our little radio network. And you can listen to that anytime. Like you said, 24-7, it's there in live streaming internet format and also on satellite over North and Central America and Sub-Saharan Africa. Um, so those are two ways that you can hear more of me. And of course, Callan, your show, uh, Reaching the Finish Line, is there on LRN.FM as well as like 30 or so. I don't I haven't, don't have the current count, but dozens of other great liberty-oriented shows of a variety of sorts. And uh, of course, it's free to listen to all of those things. But like you said, it's not free to actually put on the show and put on the, the network. So if you want to help us uh, support the satellite fundraiser. I sure would appreciate it. We've got, as of right now, uh, the end of the fundraiser is August 19th. So we've got about three weeks remaining, just over three weeks. Uh, and you can go to fund.lrn.fm. That's fund, F-U-N-D, dot L-R-N.fm, which takes you right to the Indiegogo fundraiser. I also blog over at freekeen.com. So if you want to kind of follow along with, uh, with some of the things that I'm interested in, which is mostly liberty activism here in New Hampshire, where I moved about a decade ago and moved our shows and studios uh, up here. That's one of the ways to kind of follow along with me. Great. And uh, as I said before, uh, in regards to the fundraiser, uh, Ian even said, uh, if you want to donate as little as $5, you can definitely do that. But uh, if you want to start getting perks, uh, the lowest level is at $25. And where you'll get, again, uh, free, uh, you get an ebook copy of Reaching the Finish Line, as well as you'll get a uh, premium radio subscription. Uh, Prim 20, and where basically, I, as, I, as I said before, you'll get uh, it's commercial free, you'll get an hour instead of a half hour, you'll get early access, you'll get it three days instead of one to two weeks, uh, you'll get uh, discounts, exclusive discounts of products and services offered by my guests. Again, you get, uh, you know, if, if you, if I'll let you know what, I'll let you know what guest is going to be on the following week. If you want to send in your questions or if you want to record your question, uh, I'll either play it on the air or read your question on the air to the guest, and they'll answer it for you. Uh, you also get freebies from the guests. You know, sometimes the guests I have on, they have events and they they, they want to give me free tickets. Well, hey, I'll just pass that on to you. Some of these tickets cost, uh, you know, five hundred, a thousand dollars, so that's a benefit as well. And also uh, group mastermind calls. Again, before you know whether it's Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, whether it's Lauren Langmire, as seen in the movie, uh, the popular self-help documentary, The Secret. Uh, again, consulting with them costs $500,000 an hour and just paying $20 a month. Uh, but you definitely, you get a month for free. Awesome. Uh, yeah, when you, when you, um, when you, uh, donate $25 to the fundraiser. So you get a month for free of the premium radio subscription as well as you get the book. Ian, thank you for being my guest. Thanks so much for having me, Callan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, best-selling author and career strategist has seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to Reaching the Finish Line 
www.thebrandmarketingmonday.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.